1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to
1: develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Maller here.
3: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. With one of over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
0: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds...
1: It was
4: shocking.
0: I have to know...
3: Hey, it's Ben Mather. This segment is sponsored by Novo Nordisk. Many longtime listeners know that a while back, I struggled with obesity, and then I lost 200 pounds. It was amazing. And while that worked for me, I know I am the exception, not the rule. I did it the old-fashioned way and the way people are most familiar with, diet and exercise. But I'm here today to bust the myth that weight loss is as simple as eat less, move more. For many of us, healthy eating, and increased physical activity aren't enough to maintain weight long-term. The truth is there's actually a lot of elements at play when it comes to weight loss, including unique physiological factors. I encourage you to discover the science behind weight loss and work with a healthcare provider to create a weight management plan that works for you. I also encourage you to learn more about the science behind weight loss by visiting Truth. Aboutweight.com. That's truthabout, W-E-I-G-H-T.com.
4: This episode is brought to you by TV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream, get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply.
6: Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.
3: Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough... everywhere here we are on a Sunday Sunday additionally fifth hour with Ben Maller because listen five nights a week not enough not enough so we provide you with marginal audio content eight days a week and here we are so exciting 20 hours a week on the radio and roughly, give or take, three hours, three bonus hours on the weekend. And we have yet to take a call from the most famous a uh, famous prank caller of all time. Baba Bowie. He has not called this show, but the phone is ringing. The phone is ringing. So you never know at any moment. We might actually take a call from the aforementioned. Baba Bowie. And how exciting would that be? My God, that would be That would be great, right? The phone ringing there. It won't stop ringing. This is not a call-in radio show.
5: Howard, the phone is ringing!
3: You might want to stop that, Howard. That's That's a problem. Anyway, listen, this is the fifth hour. This is all about you. It is all about your questions and our answers on the 5th Hour Podcast. So, without further ado, let's strike up the band. I'm not going to waste any time. Here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, our guy, Ohio Al. It's in the band. Well said, Ohio Wow, well said. So the first email comes from Glenn in Chicago. And he says, "Hey Ben, what is with the 47 minute obesity chubby kid commercial that you do that's on this podcast it feels like it never ends glenn in chicago complains Uh, i don't know if it's the same commercial played multiple times in a row or one long ass commercial all right Uh, first of all glenn thank you For your listenership, as you know, you've been with uh, the show a while now, and we do appreciate that. And I'm sure the people that spent a lot of money on that commercial are happy that you called it a 47-minute obesity chubby kid commercial. Uh, That is what's known as a mid-roll in the podcast game, and the advertiser paid a good amount of money, and it's just pretty much me telling a story. It's me telling a story, and then... I plugged their website, and that's pretty much it. And uh, I thank you for listening. I, I don't think it's a bad commercial. I think it's a pretty good commercial. It's. It, I will tell you this, though, Glenn. I've done a lot of spots over the years for advertisers. That is the longest commercial that I have ever done. And I remember when I was contacted by management, they are like, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so wants you to do a... A, a spot, and I was like, "Well, well, that's great." You know, I, I almost never turn down advertisers because I, as I learned from John Sterling on this podcast, the voice of the Yankees, the most important thing is selling the soap. You've got to sell the soap. So I'm like, "All right, I would like to sell the soap." Uh, but when they contacted me and said, "Well, they want you to tell a story about your life and losing weight, and they want to help other people lose weight, and they have a website that can give people advice and direct people," I was like, "All right, yeah, that sounds good. You know, anything that can lead someone to lose weight, uh, I, I'm all for." I right? yeah, I also think if you're happy, fat, and you don't want to lose weight, I'm good with that as well. Uh, and I've told this story many times, uh, Glenn. But when I was growing up. And I remember being at, at social events, bar mitzvahs, weddings, funerals, and my my cousins, my old cousins, aunts and uncles would all give me the lecture. You really would – you need to lose weight, Ben, you'll feel so much better. And I remember thinking at the time, I did not feel bad at all. I, I felt fine. I thought things were going great. And, and like, all this talk about, oh, no, no, you need to lose – X amount of weight. And I, and I was like, come on. Stop it. You know, wh- what's wrong with you? You you people are so... Wrong. You're wrong. You really are. And uh, anyway, I mean, it got to the point when I was at my fattest, I was like, all right, let's let's uh, let's get it on. Let's get it on right now. And uh, and then even, even when I lost weight, even when the weight came off and I had that big accomplishment, I'd lost 200 pounds. I was so fat, I was so overweight that I could able I was able to lose 200 pounds and I was still a big guy. Uh, that's how fat I was at the at my biggest. And and then I remember the conversations turned from you need to lose the weight to oh my god, you're probably feeling so much better right now. And and then I, re- I remember telling people and how upset they were when I pointed out, you know, I I didn't ever feel bad when I was fat and I don't really feel that much better now. I feel about the same. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, that's uh, that's a problem. And they, they were like, what, what, "What? I mean, I don't, I don't understand." Well, come on, Bruh. I mean, what is that all about? You you lost all this weight here, and I'm like, uh, I'm I'm shutting them down. You know, I'm like, sorry. Uh, anyway, so Glenn, uh, that is one commercial. Uh, if, if you're talking about the one I am talking about, it's one commercial, like three or four minutes. I don't know. Maybe it's even longer than that. I have no idea. Uh, next question from Neil in the real Miami, not the fake Miami, the real Miami. Uh, Neil says, so I'm on the road in Orlando. Boy, that's got to suck. You live. I've seen Neil's home there. The view picturesque. He's got the showcase home. High rise Miami. We talked about it in a previous episode. And and Neil's living the life. He's in the penthouse overlooking all of Miami. They got the Heat Arena right next door to him. And as he pointed out, you live in a place like that. After a while, you don't even appreciate the views—the coast of the Atlantic Ocean right there and all that. You just forget about it because it's you know it's home, and you just live your life. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the email. Neil in Orlando uh, visiting for work uh, says he, he was hanging out with his brother watching Goodfellas on a rainy day. And there is a scene with Jimmy. He wanted Spider to dance before he shot him, and the word "Mama Luke" was all over the place. Uh, so he says, "I was wondering if you, uh, if you have a favorite old school gangster movie." He said, "You and your partner to be named later uh, have an old school gangster movie that you like." Well, you actually mentioned my favorite. One of those. Movies. I many people say Godfather Two, is the the greatest uh, of all time. But for me, it is the aforementioned Goodfellas. I love that movie. I've watched that movie many times. It it, it held up for me. I enjoy it very much, and uh, I love it. Now the term Mama Luke, I actually learned it from not that movie. But I watched a movie that I'm not even that big a fan of, The the Raging Bull, boxing movie, Martin Scorsese, famous name in Hollywood. And they used the term Mama Luke quite a bit in that, that movie. And that's where I first learned Mama Luke. I stole it from the movie. I was like, oh, that's a good word. Which I guess if you're, you know, I'm not Italian, but if you're uh, of Italian heritage, that's a, a word that you're familiar with. But I, it's uh, become, it has over the years become mainstream in the lexicon. And uh, so that is the, the back story on that, Neil. But yeah, Goodfellas, you can't go wrong with that. I love The Sopranos. Uh, that's obviously not a movie, but I, I enjoyed the hell out of The Sopranos uh, back in the day. And I don't normally enjoy that kind of uh, content. And I'm pretty much a documentary guy. Um, it's got to be real or it's not for me. Uh, but when it comes to to a good mob show, I, I'm i all about it. I, I am all about it. Wow,
2: well, 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 it's very nice. Yes,
3: uh, very, very nice there. Cannot get enough of it. All right, moving on in the mailbag. Next up. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, pick a caller by their name. And uh, let's say hello to Pierre from Springfield. We're actually not going to say hello to him because if he says hello back, he's a phantom and a ghost. And as much as Pierre, the keeper of Alf, the alien opiner, listens to the show, I mean, this guy, this is a dedicated. Member of the Malamusha. I wonder what Pierre does. Like I, I wonder what he does for work, what he does to, in his free time. I've seen him at Red Sox games, driving down from Springfield across Massachusetts to go to Red Sox games. But man, Pierre is able to listen to all of the content. Whether it's the middle of the night when I, I do these other bits on on radio shows, Pierre is always there. He is. I mean, he's, he's great as far as a P one Brigadier General. In the and I'm very lucky. Like uh, a lot of you have been very loyal, but Pierre, Alfie, and Opiner is right near the top of the list. No matter when we put content out, Pierre is like, "I'm here," and uh, and he's just he's all about it. It's like, and, and even when I do stuff at the last minute, and then Pierre pops up, and it's like, surprise, motherfucker! Here he is. Here's Pierre, uh, Alfie, and Opiner. Uh, re- ready to go it's uh, houdini yes he is like houdini that's a good point uh, he's very much like houdini uh, the way that he pops up like that uh, anyway okay uh, all right uh, yes uh, let's get to it so pierre from springfield says ben as i type this question i think that i just heard you say that benny versus the penny may be returning to the radio maybe it's just that i haven't had a coffee yet and I didn't hear it correctly, would you care to elaborate on the state of the juggernaut YouTube show? Uh, So, Pierre, here's where I am. Uh, I know for sure there is a date down the line where the Benny versus the Petty segment will return to terrestrial radio. So I know that is true. Uh, One date in late November around Thanksgiving. The plan is... All everything lines up in a row, we will have Benny versus the Penny on Terrestrial Radio. Now, as you know, because I've been very open about this, the reason that we do Benny versus the Penny on YouTube is to provide some tape so that we can get a TV show. We actually were in conversations with several big media companies to provide... Don't laugh, all right? It's not, it's not funny but we were we were in conversation to to put Benny versus the Penny on a major media platform um one was old media uh, a couple were new media but the deal fell apart at the very last minute as often happens you know something uh, something goes wrong uh so the goal is to to eventually move that to a a television or internet streaming Uh, Platform with a lot of sponsors, a lot of bells and whistles, and then everyone will be like, hey.
4: Congratulations.
3: Yeah, and we'll be like, thank you. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, But as of now, that has not happened, Um, and uh, I have gotten a lot of complaints from people. Even though Benny versus the Penny, the bulk of it has been off the air. Now, uh, off off radio, it's been on.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity Presents
2: turn. Sure.
3: YouTube for a couple years now and I, and we did it on the podcast for a year so really it's been off terrestrial radio for three years it's just been on other platforms and I still get people that call up and are like yeah oh, you gotta bring it back man you know Come on, man and I'm like all right well uh, maybe we will from time to time I still do the Thursday night game I still do that uh and, and, th- and that that goes well so I, I will keep you posted Pierre when it moves if it does move off YouTube back to Terrestrial Radio. But I guarantee there is a date that it will happen. Alan in Akron writes in, he says, do you get residuals for any of your TV work? Uh, no. Uh, no. And the reason I don't, I've been on a few TV shows. I worked at NBC on a sports talk show at NBC out of Stanford, Connecticut. Did that for about a year. Uh, that is not an evergreen show. Uh, that was not a union a gig. Uh, so didn't get any kind of residuals. And then I was on the sports list. That's one with Summer Sanders on the Fox Sports Network. That's one I wish I got residuals for because that thing was an evergreen show and five, six, seven years after I did that show, I'd walk into a sports bar occasionally, and they'd have that on one of the monitors after a game. And I was like, I, if I only got paid like a dollar every time that thing aired, or 50 cents, I would have made a killing, but it didn't work that way. Uh, so that sucks. And then the other thing I just did for Vice, also not anything that pays residual. So the answer uh, is uh, no. But I do, I do know that Coop gets money, on the show, the shows that he did back in the day. He gets residual checks from that.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m.
3: Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben Maller. This segment is sponsored by Novo Nordisk. I struggled with obesity for a long time, but the truth is obesity is a disease and we shouldn't be blaming people. It's not just about willpower. It's also about physiology and what we need to be doing is supporting people and educating ourselves on the science behind weight loss. Listen, after we lose weight, the body tries to regain the weight because metabolism slows down. The appetite hormones signal you to eat more. I encourage you to discover the science behind weight loss and work with a healthcare provider to create a weight management plan that works for you. I also encourage you to learn more about the science behind weight loss by visiting TruthAboutWeight.com That's TruthAbout W-E-I-G-H-T.com. If I could be you And you could be me For just one hour
5: If you could find a way
3: To get inside Each other's
7: mind Walk a mile in my shoes
5: Walk a mile in my shoes Walk a mile
7: mile in my my
4: shoes shoes. We've all felt left out And for some That feeling lasts more than a moment We can change that Learn how at BelongingBeginsWithUs.org Brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: Walk in my shoes.
5: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
3: Kevin in Kansas writes and he says, Dear Ben, uh, besides playing the plastic recorder or the flute-o-phone in grade school, were you involved in music or theater anytime in school? Thank you for great, uh, the great podcast. Well, Kevin, thank you very much. I appreciate that, uh, first of all. Now, secondly, uh, I was in the band in elementary school. I was in the band, and as the largest kid in the elementary school, uh, I had a, a very large instrument, I, and I forget the name of it. it. It was like a violin, but it was massive. Right, it was it was massive, and I had to like it. It it, it, I had to lug this thing around, and I don't think it was a Guinness World. It wasn't actual violin. It was a different different name for the instrument, but it's been so long that I forgot. And I was really bad. I, I barely knew English in elementary school. So learning music, I pretty much just did my own thing. And I was in the background in the band. And as long as the other kids did what they were supposed to do, I was okay. Like I was just kind of background noise in the band. You know, I was, it was elevator music and I was kind of doing my thing. And plus, as you know, from working in the educational system, Kevin, when you're a kid in school, it doesn't matter how terrible you are. It is irrelevant. You get applause. You cannot do a bad job. right? No matter what you do, you are going to get support. You're, you're going to get people that <laughs> say, hey, good job by you, no matter what. And they're not going to laugh at you. They're not going to point fingers and you know, say, come what on. What's
0: the dog doing?
3: Yeah, they're not going to say, "What that dog doing back there? No, none of that's going to happen. Uh, so I didn't get any negative feedback, but I did play an instrument. I, that's one of those things I wish I had paid more attention to. My mom, may she rest in peace. We had a piano that my grandparents have got had gotten, and I attempted to play the piano. And I knew a few songs... Just kind of by memory, not really reading music. Uh, but my, my mom ch- tried her darndest to get me to learn how to play the piano professionally. And it just never, never really clicked. She was really good. I mean, she knew, she picked it up and she knew how to read music and it's a very talented woman on the uh, piano. Uh, who's next? It's the mailbag. What do we have? Matt in Bowdoin, Maine. I, mean, I gotta look that up. Bowdoin, Maine. It, you think that's a real town you know I, I only know a few cities in Maine and most of the cities I know in Maine are from doing the radio show and that's not one that I've I've heard of let me let me check this out and do a little, little uh, reconnaissance on the town of Bowdoin, Maine uh, what can I learn from the interweb uh, what do I know about Bowdoin, Maine? Population 3,061 as of the 2010 census. It is part of the Portland metropolitan, Portland, Maine metropolitan area. Uh, So there is that. Uh, Not that far from the Atlantic Ocean. It was developed as an agricultural town. Raising sheep, producing apples, wheat, hay, and potatoes. All right, look at that. That's kind of cool. Uh, but since the early 90s, oh, this is interesting here. Since the early 90s, alpacas, al- normally uh, an animal you would see in South America, but according to the internet, it can't be wrong, it's on the internet, uh, alpacas who look like weird-looking goats with a long neck. That's what an alpaca, you know, those furry furry. Thing, yeah. So if I wanted an alpaca, I could call Matt up and Matt could get me a deal and then he could he could have it shipped the alpaca out to Cali, and I could have Bella and a pet alpaca in my backyard. How great would that be? That'd be wonderful. Uh, anybody famous come from Bodoin, Maine? Boy, the odds of famous people come from there not great. When you have so you know such a few, uh a small population. Such a small population. Uh, it says here according to the internet, Mike McHugh the most famous person to come out of that town in Maine. And he, who is that? You ask, a hockey player who was drafted by the Minnesota North Stars, a team that doesn't even exist anymore. He was the first pick of the 1988 supplemental draft. He played at the University of Maine. And uh, he played in the NHL for 20 games. He scored one goal, and that was his only point in the NHL. Yeah, so this guy's like the Moonlight Graham of hockey, Mike McHugh. Things you did not expect to hear on the fifth hour. Anyway, back to Matt's email in Bodoin, Beaud- Maine. I, th- I hope I'm saying that right. I'm just guessing at that. Uh, and Matt says, Does Marcel in Brooklyn dip his pizza in ranch dressing before consumption? It's a great question, Matt. I'll try to work that into the show this week. I will ask... Marcel, if I remember, Marcel, do you enjoy ranch dressing? And uh, I'll ask him questions. I do enjoy quizzing Marcel about various things food related. He revealed he had never eaten beef before, but he does enjoy hamburgers this past week. uh, 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 Marcel is a great character on the show. He's a wonderful character on the show. He loves the show. He loves being on the show. Now, I've an email from people saying, you're mean to Marcel. I'm not mean. No, Marcel loves being a radio star. We allow him to be a radio star, and he loves being a character on our show. But I, I have to ask him about ranch dressing. I'll, I'll have to phrase it the right way. Uh, what country does ranch dressing come from? What is, what is ranch dressing made out of? I could ask that, right? That's a good question. Then he'll answer some some nonsense, uh, most likely, most likely, and then I'll be good. Uh, Mike is next on the mailbag. Mike from Los Angeles uh, writes in. He says, Ben, I know you are a tightwad, but everyone splurges on something or another. What is worth spending more on to get the best? Uh, so, Mike, I've I've mentioned this in the past. I guess you're new to the podcast or maybe you missed it in a previous mailbag. The one thing that I will spare no expense on, I look out for my tuchus. Uh the toilet paper. I do not go cheap on toilet paper. We've all been to that truck stop. We've all been to that grocery store that has toilet paper that is thinner than you thought was humanly possible. And you have to use... Uh, a whole roll to get a decent amount of toilet paper to take care of your business with your number two. So I, when I go to Costco, they have a cheaper version and they have a more expensive version. And I go with the more expensive version of toilet paper. That is one area, Mike, I do not cut corners. Uh, as far as food, there's a lot of things that you can save money just on generic brand. Um, you, you, you know, gasoline is one of those things. You can go to any gas station; it's all regulated by the government. Uh, all that. Uh, Rob Parker told the story about airlines, and that even the cheap air, you know, even the cheap airlines that you think are just you know terrible are regulated by the government. So they have to they have to follow the rules and regulations to to have a license to be allowed to fly. So, uh, but I usually just fly. I, I when I fly, I don't fly very often anymore. But when I do. I will go on there, uh, Mike, and I'll go to one of the travel websites, punch in why I'm going, and whatever pops up is the cheapest I'm in. Doesn't matter what airline it is, as long as it's saving a couple of bucks, I'm good. Matt from Indy writes in on the mailbag. He says, Ben, my wife is habitually late to appointments. It drives me crazy, Matt says. Are you usually early or late? Well, Matt, I'm glad you're concerned about my punctuality in live, And I do have a job. I have one of the few jobs where you have to be there on time. And if you are not there on time, everyone and their mother will know that you are late. You have not shown up. Right. When I when I missed a few shows at the beginning, we had gremlins. Uh, We've been I mean, knock on wood here. Fortunately, we've been in pretty good shape. But in the past, I've had gremlins that have affected the beginning of the show. And there's no way to get around that. There is no way to pretend like you are there when you're not there, and because you sound like bozo, and it's it's just. I mean, I I I could play a sound bite over and over of me, uh, you know, doing that and pretend that that was me. But the listener knows. The listener knows. Now I have gotten away a little bit. Uh, on the radio show, Matt. Sometimes if I have a few issues that we need to work out, we have to reset the equipment that I use to connect to the mothership from the home studio uh, that I, I what I will do is I, I'll have Roberto play a song every once in a while, little cheat code on the Ben Maller radio show, inspired by Matt from Indy. If you hear one of the Maller themed songs at the very beginning of the show, and it's like a dedication. I said, ah, let's do something different. It's actually because the gremlins have attacked my equipment. Hand to God. That's why we do it. Like the gremlins have attacked, and I, I, you know, I, have, to, you know, I have to kill time, kill a couple minutes to, to have everything reset. And so that's, that's how that
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
4: So
7: <sighs>
3: Goes, Jay from Cleveland. Cleveland, one of my favorite cities. They love me in Cleveland. When the Cavaliers ended the curse of Cleveland, the uh, fan famous photo there held up a sign, had all these people that were Cavs haters. And I was on this right next to Skip Bayless, a man that makes 75 times the amount of money that I make. Uh, actually, more than that. Uh, anyway, Jay from Cleveland writes and he says, I recently learned how to speak uh, somewhat fluent Italian. Oh, congratulations. Riva uh, uh was wondering, uh, what skill would you like to master? So, Jay, we did answer a version of this question earlier in the mailbag. I think it was, was it Kevin who asked that? I forget. I think Kevin in Kansas asked the question, but the, the, the general question was about, uh, you know, instrument, uh, thing like that, and then there was another question that was similar. Um, but the, w- the way I will answer uh, this question, right is, hey, uh, I, I wish I had learned another language and mastered it. When I, I, you know, being of the Jewish faith, I learned Hebrew, but just enough to get my bar mitzvah and I've had had, had all that pretty much gone. Now I know a few words and a few phrases and, uh, and Yiddish I picked up. That stuck with me a lot. My grandfather, uh, may he rest in peace, from Springfield, Mass., who when he was trying to talk dirty, when he was trying to say mean things, would talk in Yiddish at the house. And occasionally when he would say things to, the, to us kids, his grandkids, he would use uh, Yiddish terms. And so I picked up some of those phrases. My mom would also use some of those things because her dad had was the one that had done that stuff. And so I mean, it would have been cool to, to, to learn how to fluently speak that I need a Rosetta Stone. Hell, I need a Rosetta Stone for English. Barely speak English. At, you know, at one point, as I said, I knew Hebrew and all that. But I, I, I have one ability. I know a few words in Spanish. Living in Los Angeles, uh, just by osmosis, you pick that up, right? You just pick that up a little bit, uh, and it's it's really Spanglish. At this point, it Spang's. Oh, I don't even know if I answered Matt and in Indy's original question about being on time. I want to go back to that. Uh, so, as you know, I am by the clock, for the clock, plausibly all about the clock, on time, Mallor. In my civilian life, uh, Matt, I am not on Lombardi time. Vince Lombardi, legendary story. He believed that being on time was not good enough. And he always said to be 15 minutes early. Uh, Tom Coughlin the old coach in Jacksonville with the Giants, he ripped that off from Lombardi. I'm not like that. I like to be on time. I don't like to be late. My wife also generally tries to be on time. We have relatives. I have a a cousin of mine who I love who just moved into the area where I now live, and we catch up, and uh, she is habitually late. But it's good because it reminds me of her mom because her mom was like that too. And, I'm, you know, you, you follow your parents. So as much as you say when you're a kid, you know, I'm not going to be like my mom and I'm not going to be like my dad, there's one day you wake up and have an epiphany and you're like, ah, crap. Um, I'm doing that. My dad used to do that. I'm doing that. My mom used to do that. But my mom was always on time and her sister was always late. And I'm on time and her daughter, who's my cousin, is often, often late.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m.
3: Pacific.
0: Like
1: making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat.
0: Visit NHTSA.gov
1: slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA
5: and the Ad Council.
3: Uh, Moving on, uh, Dog Handler Dale from Orlando uh, writes, oh, we had had our guy from Miami. I guess we're big in Orlando. Anyway, uh, Dale writes in. He says, "Uh, recently I have fallen down the... uh, the rabbit hole here of binge watching conspiracy theory documentaries on YouTube. Uh, lately, I've been watching documentaries about 9 11, Bigfoot, and several other interesting topics. Uh, it got me wondering, Ben, what conspiracy do you wish that you knew the answer to? Uh, so, this is a good question. Now, be careful, Dale, because uh, conspiracy theories have been weaponized. And if you tell too many people, Dale, that you enjoy conspiracy theories, you will be called an extremist. You will be called all kinds of nasty names. Uh, and uh, polite society, politi- it's been politicized. But I enjoy conspiracy theories also. And I don't watch a lot of those documentaries on YouTube. But to answer your question, Dale, the the one the, there's two that are on my list. Number one would be Roswell, New Mexico, did aliens dropped down in Roswell, New Mexico, many, many years ago. I am of the belief that that happened. And I I do believe that that is not... It's all fake news. No, I don't... It's no, phony stuff. I don't think that. It didn't happen. No, I think it happened. Uh, and I don't think it's fake. You are fake news. No, I, I believe it is legit. And my hypothesis has been, since that date, Look at the wild and crazy things that have happened and how rapidly in the Western world humanity has progressed with the technology we have available now. I look at this this iPhone and the, the computer that you're probably listening to this on, some kind of device, whatever your, your smartphone is or however you're listening to this. Maybe it's uh, some other way, but... I, I'm just amazed by it. and this technology and how quickly it has changed, considering what it was like a hundred years before Roswell. Uh, I just think that, that that is legit, and they re-engineered alien technology somehow to create what we have. I'd like to know if that's true, or if I've just uh, I've taken stupid pills and I'm a big dum dum, uh, and I should put on my bozo the clown nose and all that. So that's the first one. The second documentary, Dale, that I would love to know if it's what happened, is D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper. This is one of the great documentaries. I've read books on this. I've read many stories online. I've watched documentaries. It is fascinating that that incident, the hijacking of a plane from the Northwest, led to the change of all airlines. used to get on airlines in the back, on the planes in the back. And they got rid of that because D.B. Cooper jumped out of the back of the plane. The famous story that he was... Flying, he demanded money, he demanded ransom, he held people hostage on the plane, and they gave him the money, figuring they'd get the money back, when eventually they catch the guy, he took off, and then jumped out of the plane randomly in the Pacific Northwest and was never found again, they never found the money, and many people have died on their deathbed, said they were D.B. Cooper... There have been some people that believe they cracked the case. I think one one was a police investigation by former law enforcement people. We talked about that on this podcast a while back, who claimed that it was a done deal. They had, they had solved and cracked the case. And uh, I'd I'd like to know what really happened. Maybe even go back and be on the plane and like see DB Cooper and and find out what what happened. Is it really was it really as good? An amazing tale, as has been told by the storytellers over the years. Uh, who else do I have? Fred in Spring, Texas. Says, do either one of you uh, speak foreign languages? Well, it's a solo act, Fred, and I just said I don't. Uh, I do not. Uh, Dave in Toronto uh, writes in. He says, "Hey, uh, hey, Ben, would you recommend towing an electric generator during vacations? If all we have, uh, all we have, are electric vehicles." Yeah, that's what the political class, right, is telling us that we have to have electric vehicles that we're going to we're going to run out of fossil fuels. Uh yeah. All right. Uh good luck on that. I've had an electric car in the past. I'm not against electric cars, but I'm also not against fossil fuels. I think everything in moderation. Everything in moderation and there's still a place for for those cars that Use gasoline, and uh, I I hope I live a long life. I hope I live to see the date. I know I live in a, in a place in America here, California, where they've said by uh, you know, X year they're going to get rid of uh, gasoline. They're not going to produce gasoline cars anymore. It's all going to be electric, and we're all driving Teslas or whatever the hot electric car of the day is, and uh, I will believe it. When it happens. I believe it when it happens. All right, that's enough mail. Uh, thank you all for contributing. And again, we'll have some big news coming up on the Fifth Hour podcast. And uh, the questions, we had a fair amount this week. Uh, we want some new people, though. I mean, a lot of the same people, we, we love the same people, but we'd like to get some new voices also, some new questions. If you want to be part of the Fifth Hour mailbag, very simple. You can drop me a note anytime. You can send it right now and say, hey, what about I got a question right now. You don't have to wait till Tuesday when we post online to, to solicit questions. Anytime you want, 24-7, just put question in the headline on the mail uh, that you send. fifth hour at gmail.com. That's realfifthhour at gmail.com. And you can also submit if you want us a, a song for the radio show or this show, you can send something like that. Ohio Al. He's getting played every week because he gave us a little jingle for the mailbag. And also, if, if you're not into the aim, email game because you're like, oh, come on, man. What am I 1,000 years old using the email? If you're on Facebook and you're you're also a 1,000 years old, uh, Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller Show on Facebook. That's our little community for the Maller Militia. And every Tuesday we post, usually in the morning, sometimes afternoon, saying, hey, Give us your questions, and, and then we just take the questions off there, the, the good ones, and we read them on the podcast. The other ones we just pretend didn't happen. So have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the NFL. We'll be back on Terrestrial Radio tonight, tonight, 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Sunday in the West till 3 a.m. in the East, where most people live, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. So check it out. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will talk to you
6: To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.
5: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.